Founders face mentors and masters. I'm Captain Hoff, CEO of Founderspace, the leading global startup accelerator. I'm also author of the award-winning books, Make Elephants Fly, Surviving a Startup, and The Five Horses. Hello, today I am with Addy Clevett. And we are going to talk about systematizing your business. Addie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to hear, be here, Steve. Captain Hoff, it's great to be here. So I know you're a consultant. You mm-hmm. work with entrepreneurs, business people all across the country, helping them systematize their business. What do you mean by that? So what I mean by that is creating, documenting, and improving and then implementing processes and procedures in their companies. Okay, I'm an entrepreneur. Tell me, what are the most important ones to do first and how will it impact my business? All right, well, the question I like to, I'm gonna answer with a question if that's okay. And that's something I would like our listeners when I'm asking the question, you know, see what answers you get. So what area, in your business, if you had well-documented processes and procedures, will get you the biggest return on investment. So whatever your answer is, that's the area to start. Sales. Great. And, and you, know, you know, Steve, it's interesting because it will be sales and operations are usually the first ones, unless the business is really in a hiring mode. So that will be the HR systems, right? Mm-hmm. So, but let's take sales. Great. So now your next question is, how is it going to impact you? That's a question, you know, there are different areas that it can impact. I like to also ask the question because it really impacts each person differently. depends on where they are in the cycle of their business, right? So if you had well-documented processes and procedures for your sales department, what impact will it have on your business? So give me some examples. So I have, you know, I have a sales department. How do I systematize that department? What practical things can I get them doing that they aren't doing today? Right. So before before I do that, if it's okay, let's answer that question. So I'll just give some examples of answers that come up. So it can be depends on where you are on the what phase you are in the business. So let's say you are hiring new salespeople. Let's say you're a construction company, you're hiring estimators, or you are a technology company and you are hiring salespeople. So one of the benefits will be to make sure that there is consistency, that everyone is doing it the same way. Let's say you are about to sell your business. If you had well-documented processes and procedures on your sales, then that tribal knowledge, that hard-won knowledge is not just going to go away, but it's going to be documented and it's something that then you can pass on to the next owner, right? So that can be an example of the benefits. I I can see this. So if I have my salespeople, we have a script that they all use to sell. We're always improving the script. It's like a living script. We're making it better and better. So everybody's contributing to it. I onboard a new salesperson, that person, everything's documented. Like all the best practices are there. They can get up to speed much faster. Uh, That makes productivity much higher. Right. And you know, you're, you're creative. And a lot of creative people like, because I heard what you said, and then I I already hear some of our listeners go, well, you know, I, but I don't want to be that rigid. You know, what about, what about the fluidity of people just, 
you know, have bringing their own personality and creating, well, it's true. So we're not, it depends on the type of organization that you are to what detail we're going to go in the documentation or what detail you should go into documenting, right? I want to interrupt you because I think um, documenting and systematizing doesn't have to curb creativity because Mm -hmm. that's, those are two different things. One, I can document all the best sales practices, the best scripts, but when somebody goes into sell, I don't have to tell them you have to stick exactly to the script. You cannot deviate. I can say, here are the best practices, take this and innovate upon it. And if you come up with something better, let us know. Precisely. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So we got it cleared. So that's good. So that's the full answer right there. So, so in the sales department, what else can I systematize? How, you know, what are all the different angles that I can do to make it an optimal machine? Well, first of all, you have to break it down to its components, right? So again, depends on your type of business, but usually what you will have, you will have the lead intake, right? So however, whether it's new prospect or lead or referral, but you will have that intake. How do you actually communicate to a new lead, where do you keep it, et cetera. So the lead intake part, then there will be the qualification of the lead. You should, if you don't have it, you should qualify because otherwise you'll get inundated with. So what uh, are the criteria we use to qualify leads? And how do you do that? You know, maybe it will be an intake questionnaire. Maybe it will be your first interview. So there will be the, the qualification of the lead. Then there will be some kind of a need assessment, like the first meeting that you do. So it will be a need assessment, It can be um, a discovery call, whatever you want to call it, right? So that should be a process for that. Then we have to have a process for presentation, the pitch itself, like you are presenting your services, like you discover what the pain point is. Now we have to to basically present it. And then we are going to have a way, a process on how to write the proposal, however you do that, the proposal, the estimate, whatever it is, you know, writing it and presenting it. And then, of course, there should be the follow-up because that's very important because that's really, I mean, you will have to have the closing. So if you want to document your closing technique on how you do that and then the follow-up. So those will be the different parts of a sales process. And then when we have that, then we can take a look and see what other systems or what automation you can use in order to simplify the process, in order to make sure the process is bulletproof, in order to make sure that um, it helps you on your saving time. So that's where the optimization comes in. And so do you recommend certain CRM software or other solutions? You know, it really, de- it's again, I'm, I'm answering, it depends, but, but it's really, I mean, I mean, I'm familiar with many CRMs. I am not um, attached to any one of those. I mean, I can recommend, depends on the business, what they need, but I would definitely recommend a CRM because you can't really run a sales department without a CRM. You can do the follow-up. You can't, you, you will lose sales. I mean, there is, the CRM is an integral part of the sales process. Yeah, okay. So you, you but you're pretty agnostic as to which Very one. agnostic, yeah. I'm, I'm, now, I'm not a, yeah. So let's talk about other areas of the business that you can systematize. And let's talk about some that people wouldn't ordinarily think of. All right, so let's talk about um, hiring. I mean, that can be one. I mean, I don't know if people, maybe they already thought about it, but there are also systems that help you in terms of the hiring. Onboarding is a very important one. So systematizing the hiring in terms of how do you interview? Like, how do you post? How do you interview? How do you make a decision? 
but there are systems there as well that um, can help. So let's, um, one of my clients actually introduced me to a software where you can asynchronically do the interview. So that's a great way of actually creating and automating your interview process, right? And another one that is a really good one is create those create the, um, questions ahead of time and you can ask, send a questionnaire to, your, to the applicant so they can answer it ahead of time. Have them do a video so you can see, um, you know, even a two-minute video. Like the one I told you about the asynchronic video. I mean, that's for the entire interview, but you can also, let's say you are hiring for a, sell, a salesperson. Have them do a minute and a half or two-minute video so they can answer, they can send you instead of sending just a resume, send it like that so you can see how they interact. So those are little ideas that you can make it part of your process to make it more efficient. That's a great idea. Do a lot of people do the video? More and more. I mean, at least people I work with, because that's what I recommend. But, you know, I, I, with one of my clients, we actually tried that to do interviews asynchronically. I think it's called Spark Hire. That's one of them. I mean, you can also do it with any soft, like, like the GoTolstoy, which is a new one I just discovered that another client is using. You can actually go back and forth. And, um, you know, it takes discipline because what happens is that you have applicants coming at you and you want to, you go, well, maybe I should do a go interview them in person. But if you discipline yourself to really listen to all the questions and observe the applicant, observe what they say, see if it's a good fit or not, then you're actually saving time on scheduling interview and you're doing your busy day and you're also saving on people not showing up for interviews, et cetera. So, that's, you know, a, I, that's a great advice because everybody thinks we have to do these Zoom calls. It has to be synchronous. We all have to schedule it and our schedules get really full and it just takes a lot of time out of your day. Now, doing things asynchronously in general tends to be more efficient because you mm -hmm. can do it when you have downtime. You can schedule it. You can do a whole bunch at once, like go through a whole bunch of videos if you get a bunch mm -hmm. of videos. Uh, I like that idea. Um, and uh, you can probably apply that to other parts of the business too. For sure. Communic internal communication. I mean, you know, we all, I mean, the, the, the area that is definitely a time sucker is meetings, right? I mean, we do meetings. We and now on Zoom. Okay, let's have a Zoom call. And then, which is kind of like, and then the whole day is like 10 hours of Zoom calls and you're Zoomed out at the end of the day, right? Or whatever platform you're using. So um, I think that really communicating that way asynchronously. I mean, I just before this- Then you could I, also share uh, your the interviews with different employees with other people in the company. They don't have to schedule a separate interview. They can actually look at the questions you asked and look at the responses and have their own opinion on whether this person is good or not. Right, right. Yeah, that's on hiring, but even not on hiring, even just internal meetings, like right now yeah. before the podcast is an example, I have a client that um, he slacked me a voice message on- Obviously, it was on Slack because he slacked it. So it's basically a voice message on Slack. And I responded back. So it was kind of like a back and forth. I heard his voice. I heard what he had to say. He heard mine. It was like we had a conversation. But instead of all the other things that go around, it was just very much to the point. Yes. And it also gives you time to respond to things. Because when you're in a synchronous meeting, when that's how you systematize it through synchronous, you often don't have the data. Like they'll ask you a question and you'll be like, well, I don't know, I've got to go look that up. But if it's asynchronous, you can actually go off, do all that work, come back with the, the answer that they were asking the question for. 
So again, you don't have to have a whole meeting to get to a simple answer. So that's a really good point. And um, you know, and on that, here's, I just want to yeah. say something on that in terms of you asked me about systems that when people might not have thought mm -hmm. about, it's really systematizing your communication, mm. you know, because there is way, I mean, we're not, I mean, I don't think you're advocating either to just like all of a sudden be asynchronic and synchronic communication, you can definitely, there is a place for a face-to-face -face interaction. Oh, yeah. So there is a place for in-person, you know, going out to lunch or dinner. So, but identifying the different communication systems and deciding what each one is for can create such an order in a chaos, like what goes on Slack or Teams or anything like, you know, when you can go back and forth, like a messaging system, what goes on email, what goes on a task management, like the communication on a task management software, like Asana or ClickUp or Monday, right? So if you actually define it for yourself, and that's what I do with for a lot of my clients, because that is a system that has to be documented and agreed upon. And within it, in in Slack or Teams or That's whatnot, a good you have point. What it, it's a really good point that I think a lot of people don't think about. I mean, we all use these platforms, but we may not be using the right platform for the right task, uh, or the right uh, channel of communication. So actually having a map where people can go to and say, oh, I want to talk about this project. We should be doing that on a project management uh, uh, platform. Right. We shouldn't be doing that on Slack. We shouldn't be doing that on Zoom. It's actually much more efficient to be doing it here. So uh, good, very good point. Thank you. <laughs> other areas. So other tips for entrepreneurs out there they want to, they, they're thinking, I want to be more efficient. I want to have better communication, better collaboration. What, what systems should they be thinking about? You know, they should be thinking whatever system they should be thinking also how to implement it. Right. And I really want to make sure we touch on it because you can write, I mean, we can create a great system for communication, for hiring, for sales, for anything that you want, but if it's not being used, then there is no point in even looking at it. Right. So what I would recommend is using a system to document the processes and procedures. And that's, we always do that. I, no, we don't just document it in a Word document or a Google doc that sits in a folder somewhere. We actually use platforms that are specifically for process documentation. Tell such me those. Yeah. Sweet process, Trenual, Whale, which is usewell.io. You know, there are different, different platforms and I know them in and out. And then according to the, whomever the company is, like I would recommend what to, which one to use. Or if the client wants to use the own, that's totally fine. But you have to use those systems because it allows for collaboration, easy to maintain and easy to write and everything looks the same. So you don't have like a piece of, you know, I say a piece of paper, but it, let's say a Word document that you, somebody just wrote a few lines there. Here, all, it all looks the same. If it is designed correctly and organized correctly from the beginning, it's very easy to find. They all have great search functionalities. So you have the capability to search what you want. It's, so basically um, you're saying you pick a platform, you have all your system documentation for your entire company on one platform. Correct. Okay. And that, so that's one thing. And then, so it's accessibility. You make it accessible for people. So then they will use it. You also, those platforms allow you to utilize videos, screenshots, and, up, and uploading documents. So you basically use the different types of learning. 
So that will accommodate everyone. And then what needs to happen is that those systems have to be used. So each of those systems also has its, um, have a version control and they also have a method of basically um, having a review, like setting up a, a quarterly or yearly review. So you know that those processes are going to get reviewed and, they don't, and they're not obsolete. Mm-hmm. And by having it accessible like that, it's easy to implement. Now the implementation, it's not a system. It comes from us as human, right? So if you're a CEO of the company, if you're the leader of the company, it starts from the top. It's a mindset. If you decide that you want to implement systems and use them, then you have to set an example. So if somebody comes and asks you a question, instead of answering it when you know it's documented, then refer to the documentation that you already have. Make it a habit, and then it will become a habit throughout the organization. Yes, and then people can always be improving that because they're always referring back to that. So if there's something outdated, they spot it, it doesn't linger there. Now, to wrap it up, can you give a one good example of a company that where systematizing made a huge difference in yeah. their growth? I have many examples. I'll pick one. So this example is um, one of my clients. He's a successful contractor, and we documented his processes and procedures. And as a result of that, he was finally able to get a general manager put a general manager in charge of the company and the general manager was able to be trained in really little time because they were able to actually go throughout all the processes and procedures and understand how the company works and basically step into the shoes of the owner and run the company. And then that owner, he got so many hours a week back and now he started his own consulting company for other contractors to teach them how to do what he has done. So that's ah, interesting. Show. So he yeah. spawned a whole new business because he became systematized. Absolutely. And not only that, he was able to also really wear the hat of the visionary and revise his existing business. So it just expands and expands and expands by finding other areas of um, uh, other methods. I mean, basically selling in other areas as well. So I have a friend, he runs a business where he goes in and does IT work for companies. It's a good business growing lots of money, but he's had a hard time replacing himself. He's had a hard time uh, enabling him to get on salespeople, to get on a general manager, you know, to really take the load off of him so he can grow that business, you know, 10x. He hasn't hit that yet. So what you're talking about is maybe what he's lacking is uh, that he's not systematized enough. He hasn't really gone deep so that when he brings in these people, because he brought in people, but they never seem to perform well. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they, there can be other things there too, like in terms of the mindset and understanding you know, deciding that that can be done. But because, you know, we- He's definitely motivated to do this. And yeah. he's made several attempts, but he's, he hasn't uh, gotten to the point where those people can really take that load you're talking about off their shoulder. I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there kind of hit a point where they grow their business and then their time is the, is the bottleneck, the constraint. And I think 100%. what you're saying is that you can get over that through, uh, through really digging deep on how to systematize. Yes. And knowledge transfer. I mean, that's what it is. It's transferring the knowledge, seeing what is your genius zone and how we can actually battle it. So then we can implement. That's why I said, implementation or the transferring of the knowledge 
is as important as documenting it because you can document it, but if you don't train it correctly and make sure that people actually execute it, then it's, it's not, not it a does, complete pic picture. Yeah, it's incomplete. It's a broken link in the chain. So Addy, it has been wonderful having you here. Can you tell our audience how they can reach you? Sure. So you can call us at 503-662-2911. You can also text us text us on that number or visit our website at uh, bizsuccesscg.com. So that's B-I-Z, successcg for consultinggroup.com. And I also have a podcast with a great episode where I interviewed you. It's called the Systems Simplified Podcast. So check it out on any podcast platform and you can reach me that way as well. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you liked it, hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends. You can help us create more great content by subscribing and sharing. Also, if you want to access our online startup program, our investor network, and our entrepreneur resources, just come to founderspace.com.